Welcome everyone to this episode of Awaken the Possibilities. I'm your host, Terry Wilderman, and I'm the owner of Intuitive Leadership and Intuitive Leadership University that is going to be launching in just a few short weeks. We will have three schools, the Business Wisdom School, the Leadership Wisdom School, and the Life Wisdom School. There's gonna be a little bit of something for all of you who are entrepreneurs and who want to leap off the stress hamster wheel of life Leap into calm, ease, and flow so that you can become an unstoppable, resilient, intuitive leader who is also a practical business mystic. We need you, folks. We need you to step up and to answer your calling. And if you're listening to this, chances are you are one of the folks that this show is all about. So today I have a very special guest. His name is Joe Dechara. Hello, Joe. How are you? Hey, Terry. How are you? And Joe is a entrepreneur who transformed into a CPA. And what he does today is help small business owners really start off with the solid foundation. But I'm going to stop there and I'm going to ask Joe. Joe, would you share with us how you created this transformation from entrepreneur to CPA, now helping small business owners. I would love to, Terry. You know, I don't believe that entrepreneurs are made. I mean, I think you can learn business skills and start a business and be successful. But some of us, myself included, are born this way. I used to think I had some kind of virus because I was doing all kinds of crazy things. And it's... It started when I was 10 years old. That's as far back as I can, when I started actually intentionally start trying to make money for myself. And it was pretty interesting because what I did was I set up a casino in my driveway at 10 years old. And it, it was awesome. It was awesome. All my friends, I mean, and I made like $3.55, and that was a lot of money in 1970. Yeah. And from that moment on, getting a job, like my, everyone in my family, it just wasn't an option. It never entered my mind. And when I was 17, my father, thinking that, you know, oh, this kid's on the wrong track. I wasn't hanging out with the right crowd. And he was right. He, he, we were at a family barbecue and he pointed to, to one of the guys. He said, that guy's a CPA. And I said, what the, what the heck is a CPA? And he said, well, they start businesses, business owners go to them for advice. They're presidents of companies. And from that moment, I said, well, I'm going to be a CPA then. And I never thought twice about it. So I became a CPA, not because I wanted to be an accountant, because I wanted to learn about business. That is so cool. You're the first CPA I've ever heard say that. That is really wonderful. So tell us more. Tell us about how you help small businesses today. Well, for 25 years, you know, I felt actually like a fish out of water, to be honest with you. As an entrepreneur in a CPA suit, it was like confining. I was in a, in a cubicle and it wasn't confining for me. It was more confining for the people that I was working with because they expected an accountant that was just going to, you know, fill out the forms and, and help them 
reconcile the bank accounts. And I did paper that. Pusher. A paper I, pusher. I'm sorry? A paper pusher. Yes, exactly. I, I, was, I felt like a paper pusher. And I wasn't going to be a paper pusher. So I always dug down with my clients. And I would ask them, like, what exactly are you trying to do? You know, this isn't working. You know, what were you thinking? How are you marketing your product? What problem are you solving? And they didn't expect those questions from, a, from an accountant. But that was the entrepreneurial side. And so about 10 years ago, I came across a book called The Science of Getting Rich. And that changed my whole perspective about business and life. Uh, what Wallace Waddle said in that book was that there is enough resources on the planet so that everyone can be rich. And all they had to do was change from thinking about the problems to thinking about the solutions. Can you repeat that, please? Because I think our entrepreneurs need to hear that again. The difference, the, the true way to success is to think success, not think about the competition. Who's going to put me out of business? Let me give, a, you know, let me put out a better price. Uh, you know, that, that's not what makes people successful. And from there, I picked up Napoleon Hill's first book called The Law of Success. And he went into it from a, another standpoint. He dug deeper into what, you know, if you don't know who Napoleon Hill was, he interviewed like 25,000 people over, his, over 25 years. He interviewed the most famous, successful people of his time. And he broke it down into 17 different principles. And none of them had to do with creating a business plan. <laughs> no, right. None of them did have to have to, to do with creating a business plan. But it's all, it's all from a different perspective, which I know you're going to share. Yes. And actually, he does have a business plan. And this is what I what I teach people. It's called a definite chief aim. And all it is, it's a three-paragraph statement that describes what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, and what the result is going to be. Simple. And it's, it's powerful and it works. It's very simple. Very, very simple. So, Joe, how many people have you uh, worked with that have succeeded using your formulas? Oh, hundreds. Uh, you know, and, and to be honest with you, I, I don't even know. Because just like when my father planted a seed in my head when I was 17, and I resented him for 25 years, I said, what, Dad, what did you do to me? Why did you, you know, you tricked me into becoming an accountant. So I look at it as I'm just planting seeds. Now, those seeds might not take root for years. You know, I look at it like a bamboo. You know, a bamboo, you could be watering it. Uh, I think it takes five years before it even sprouts. And then all of a sudden, it's 15 feet tall. Yeah. So I don't, 
I don't really measure success in, in, in terms of how many people became millionaires, you know, based on what I do. I'm just, and, and if I just help somebody a tiny bit, if I just open the door for them, Terry, to be open-minded, you know, to make them, to help them look at what they're doing and they're not getting the right results and maybe they need to change something. If I can do that, to me, that's a success. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. So can you share a story of uh, your favorite client without sharing their name, but can you share a story of how you were able to turn a business around? My favorite client would be me. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Tell us more. Oh, yeah. Because I, I have a story. I have my, you know, and if you look at Napoleon Hill, there's a book he wrote called uh, Outwitting the Devil. Oh my gosh, that book is amazing. Oh my, and I read that book, I'm like, because he tells my story. Wow. <laughs> the guy was the godfather of success. And if you look at his life, he failed miserably time and time again until one day he woke up and he said, maybe I should apply these principles to myself. And that's what I do. I've been doing it for 10 years. I've completely turned my business around, uh, not just financially, you know, financial success is important. Like I said, everybody should be rich. We all can be rich. But being rich isn't only measured in terms of dollars and material possessions. When I wake up today, I love what I'm doing. I, I, I believe I am helping change lives. And by the way, I want to share with folks that this book, That Weaving the Devil, it was the last of Napoleon Hill's books. And it was a hidden manuscript for many, many years, up until fairly recently. And it, um, Napoleon Hill's wife actually asked him not to publish it after she read it. She was very, very scared of what was in the book. And then it got, uh, the Napoleon Hill Foundation had it. And it wasn't until uh, certain people passed away that they felt that it was time to finally publish the book. And the reason why is because this book has, um, it's brilliant for the practical mystic, practical business mystic, uh, because you are literally having a dialogue with yourself in a very deep way. And he called the other party the devil. So he was having a dialogue with the devil who was trying to self-sabotage, sabotage him, not self-sabotage, but sabotage him. So in outwitting the devil, it's about outwitting that side of us who does want to self-sabotage. And it was that book, Outweighing the Devil, in my perspective, is probably of all of his books, the most powerful of all. It was his last book. And he even commented that it was the most powerful of all. So the fact that you read that book, incorporated that book into who you are, says so much about you. And yes, I can see how in the last 10 years, it transformed you into who you are today, helping small businesses. So congratulations, because it really is an amazing book. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, 
You know, it is powerful, and it shows how far ahead of his time he was. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the law of success, this guy was talking about quantum physics. He was. He was talking about quantum physics because what he said, basically, in a nutshell, was the power of positive thinking. I was taught that when I was, when I was three years old, the power of positive thinking. You know, but when you're told something and it's, it seems like it's obscure, and, but once you start practicing it, it is, you know, it's like the whole universe opens up and you realize that you, we have unlimited power to do anything. I'm a fan of Marianne Williamson. I don't know if you ever heard of her. Oh, yes. Yeah. She has a poem. Yes. But Marianne Williamson has a poem that I just, when I, I listen to it almost every day for years. And what she says in a nutshell is what holds us back isn't what we think it is. You know, she says what holds us back is our fear. But the fear isn't what we think it is. The fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. And when we put our minds to it, we can do anything. And when I looked at that, I said, you know what? This was me. This was me. I continually shot myself in the foot when I was on the verge of massive success because I did not want that responsibility. I didn't want people looking to me for guidance, you know, and it was deep seated. I didn't realize. So I had to do a deep dive into my soul and my heart and say, why is this happening? You know, what do they say? The, the, uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. And, you know, so all of these little things, Terry, over time, they just started adding up. And I can't say that it was like an overnight transformation. In fact, I'm still being transformed. This well, we all are. Yeah. Well, we, and anybody, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up because there are so many people who say, oh, when I become enlightened, when I become enlightened. And I don't, and for the last 20 years, I've been telling them, don't you realize that enlightenment is every single day? We're growing every single day. We're going to be, we're, we're going to be getting enlightened until the day we croak. All of a sudden you're enlightened. It doesn't work that way. You know, one of the things I, I teach my clients is, you know, they'll, and I had this idea. I'm like, when I get here, that's it. I'm going to be successful. I can travel all over the world. And then I realize, what, where is here? Where, what do I mean by here? Because you have to remember, I've worked with massively wealthy people. I mean, massive. I mean, clients that could write a check for millions of dollars and it would actually clear. And... They were <laughs> millions of dollars and it clears. I, I, could write a check, I could write a check for $10 million, but it's not going to clear right. Oh, yeah, right. So that's but, a big deal. It can clear. 
So I'd like to share something that, that I saw early in my career that really puzzled me. Okay. That I, I understand fully now. I had a client that was worth over $10 million on restaurants, had money, everything. I thought he had everything. His children despised him. They couldn't wait for him to die and get his money. And that broke his heart. He was a mean guy. He yelled. He wasn't happy. And then I had another client, a family, that they lived from week to week. They had three young children. And they would come in every year to do their taxes. And they were happy. And they would say, hey, let's figure out how much we owe the IRS this year and how much you know, we'll have to make another payment arrangement. And that puzzled me. I said, how is that? They don't have any money. They're happy. That I said, so happiness isn't money. It can't be. And like I said, for 25 years, I tried to figure that out. I said, I want to be happy, but I want a lot of money, too. <laughs> it's a lot easier to be happy when, when you have money. So I share that with people, you know, just to point out that if you think you're going to be, you're going to get rich and be happy, it's, it's not going to happen. There's a lot of rich, miserable people out there. Well, it's law of attraction. If you want yes. wealth, you have to feel wealthy first. If you want lots of money, you've got to feel like you have money first and be in gratitude and appreciation of what you already have. It's law of attraction. What you focus on uh, comes about, you know, and the, that, that's a real big thing in, in this energy of, uh, of prosperity. It's about being grateful for what you already have first. And then it, it, you're, you attract it because you're already grateful. You're already happy. You're already in this knowing open space. But if you're constantly, when I get rich, when I get rich, when I have money, it's outside of you. It's yes. here. So it's about bringing it in first and owning it. I mean, look at all the people who win lotteries, lots wow. of the lotteries, and end up broke within a year. Why that's, is that? That's a fact. What about all the, the rock stars and, and sports people? They get all of a sudden they get this wealth and they don't know what to do with it. And it's it's heartbreaking because it destroys people. They weren't ready for it. That's their right. brains, their hearts that wasn't weren't ready for it. That's exactly right. And so, and I'm just gonna share that it wasn't it wasn't so much that they weren't ready for it. They didn't know how to be ready for it. You know, they, they, you know, you have to know that how piece and that integrated inside. And so many folks, I mean, story after story after story of people who, who have earned lots and lots of money and oh. Yeah, and you're right. The, the lottery thing is, a, is, and people don't realize this. That's right. That's so right. many lottery winners. They won millions of dollars. A couple of years later, they're broke and bankrupt. There was a guy that actually won the lottery twice and went bankrupt twice. So, and that goes, you know, back to what I was saying about with success comes responsibility. 
And sometimes the responsibility, I believe, can be overwhelming. On that note of success being overwhelming and a responsibility, what is it that, um, how can people find you so that you can help them with growing their business from the financial side of the house? Well, there's a lot of ways to find me. I'm on Facebook. Uh, you can go to my website, bedrockbusinessbuilders.com, and you can book a, a free chat with me, timewithjoe.com. And, or you can email me, joe at bedrockbusinessbuilders.com. And I respond very quickly. If somebody's in need, you know, that's my job to just, you know, get back to them and, and see how I can be of service. Well, Joe, you are local for share. I just want to thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, you have uh, shared an awful lot of information with our audience, the Waking the Possibilities audience. And to my audience, if you would like to get more into a day-to-day -day type thing, please join the Awaken the Possibilities group on Facebook. You can also connect with me, Terry Wilderman, on Facebook, as well as on LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, and on, gosh, Instagram. <laughs> so you got to get them all in there. <laughs> so uh, thank you so very much for being here today. Thank you for educating the Awaken the Possibilities uh, audience. Joe, I really appreciate you. And thank you to my audience for being here and listening and enjoying and taking in this information to help you grow in mind, body, and spirit. I'm your host, Jerry Wilderman, and I look forward to seeing you again next time. Take care.